0: Welcome to Living with Scanxiety, the cancer podcast, a podcast geared to help you navigate the pediatric cancer world. As a mother of a child who battled a soft tissue sarcoma for over a year, your host, Rosaria Kozar, understands and will help guide you through your journey. She brings the knowledge of experts, families, survivors, and other organizations tied to the pediatric cancer world to your doorstep. Her mission is to inform, support, and promote hope for you and your family. This is where hope lives. This is where hope thrives. Together as one will all happen we cry. Hi, Rosaria here and I don't have anyone to introduce because I simply want to say I've had a lot of questions come in about why I call my podcast Living With Anxiety and not some type of name that breaks down things and makes it interesting. I don't know. But Living With Anxiety actually took me about Three minutes to come up with because when I was thinking about it back in 2019, before the pandemic, I was saying, what surrounds cancer or childhood cancer in general? Something that we all face as not only cancer moms and dads and caregivers and others that are involved in the world, whether or not you are Facing cancer yourself, and it's all scans. It's all based on scans. Yes, you have the chemotherapy, but in the end, is the chemo working? How do we know? Scans, and it differs for every type of cancer. And the also, Dr. Allison O'Neill, the director of Solid Tumors at Dana Farber, gives an excellent excellent episode with me. And you'll have to scroll down to season two to find it. Uh, And she breaks down the types of scans, uh, CT scans, PET CT scans, uh, MRIs, and uh, blood tests. So they all vary for different types of cancers. And let's be real here. They decide everything. Is there a reoccurrence? is do you have cancer? Where is the cancer? What type of cancer is it? Uh, what, what type of cancer is it? It would be more along the lines of a biopsy, but it's going to determine your target therapies, where you're radiated. All of those things are going to be determined through scans. So essentially, you're living with that anxiety around scans. And it's not to go underestimated. And a lot of people seek help for this. And with mental health being destigmatized, I think it's really important for everyone to go out there and try and find some coping techniques. I have not yet graduated, but I am in my internship and I do need to do know different types of therapy. I cannot give you therapy, but I could provide you with tools to help you overcome this. When I say overcome this, it's still going to be there. It's still going to be present, but to get through it in a more healthy manner, meaning you're not as stressed out. Is that possible? Yes. Is it going to erase everything? No. So your expectations shouldn't be that these tools are going to erase everything. That said, I try to, in each episode, I broke down what did I want to accomplish with this? What did I want people to learn from and get out of my podcast in the first place? And that is, I want to support you. I want to give you information. And I want to promote hope for all of you and that is really what it comes down to. My story is my story and no two stories are alike and as cancer parents we know that. We know that the person in the next room is dealing with different things, whether it's their healthcare or their type of cancer. I have a friend whose child had the same cancer at the same stage as mine. And has, thank God, has survived past five years. Oh, my child? No. My child lost his life back in November of 2015 to aviolar rhabdomyosarcoma. Oh, I don't know how to describe it. It was one of those extreme highs. We finished treatment. We had our gifts, we had everything, um, just the end of treatment, last chemo. We were told if it's going to come back, it's likely two years. I held on to that and then after two years was going to go by, I knew that we'd be celebrating each day like it's its own. Instead, two months later, he had his follow-up scan. And of course, we had ScanXiety. I was certain that it wasn't going to happen because it wasn't even near two years. In fact, we planned out his Make-A-Wish for that October because we heard Disney is fantastic in October. Well, his scan took an extraordinarily long time. He had a PET CT, if you don't know what that is, they have a drink and then they are injected with a radioactive material and it lights up the cancer. And he had a small tumor in a place that he was radiated. And this is not good because a previously radiated spot should not have the cancer back. Another thing is two months later and the cancer cell that survived or cells that survived were that much stronger. With his type of cancer, it lowers the survival rate to 7%. We were devastated, but even more devastated because several minutes later um, we, we were told to make a new appointment. We made the new appointment we came in and we were told that he had two weeks. Oh, we didn't know what to do. We were at a loss. My husband searched for every single type of new technique or trial that was up and we did try immunotherapy. It extended his life, and we made sure we had a list of must-haves in order for him to be happy and not in pain and have the treatment worthwhile. Otherwise, we would stop treatment abruptly. We didn't want to make it about us. We wanted to make it about him, and we wanted to give him the chance to survive with dignity. We moved up the date for... Make-A-Wish, because we knew he wanted to go to Disney. It was so hot because it was the summer, so he was uncomfortable. We spent most of the time by the pool that Make-A-Wish provides and Give Kids the World Village. That's the name of it, and it was amazing. Um, Every day celebrates a new holiday, so we experienced Christmas, Halloween, um, Easter, you name it, free ice cream all day long. Everything's paid for, horseback riding, uh, water park. It it was an amazing experience for him and to see him smile. Um, He went fishing. He made some friends. But we came home and things started going downhill and we stopped the treatment. Slowly but surely, um, without giving you details, he didn't make it. And he passed away in my arms around two at night on November uh, 4th. So it was devastating. The loss was devastating. And it took me about five years to find out what I wanted to do. And podcasting wasn't at the top of my list. It was really I wanted to go into social work and I wanted to... Get a degree in social work because you have to have a degree in order to do it. And as I'm getting my degree, I said, Oh my gosh, so many kids are diagnosed each day. I cannot let this wait. I have to start something now. And in order to start something now, it would have to be something that is going to support, it is going to inform, and it is going to promote hope. And that was. This, the product, living with scanxiety. And when I'm done with my degree, I intend on continuing this because the effect that I've had on people shows through not only what people have come to tell me personally, but um, other means as well. Personal phone calls, ratings, reviews, emails, and more. So I am happy. I went in with the notion of helping one person and I've helped much more. So I am thankful that people rely on the stories that I can provide for them to get out there. So this is Living With anxiety. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Living with Scanxiety. Please subscribe to hear more informative discussions like today's. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner.